Welcome to Real Relationship Goals, a podcast all about the realities of healthy relationships. Real Relationship Goals is a project of the Advocacy Center for Crime Victims and Children in Waco, Texas. If you or someone you know has experienced sexual violence or harassment and is seeking support, services, or needs more information, links to resources and our hotline number can be found in the description. The views expressed in this podcast are those of the hosts and guests and do not necessarily reflect those of their organizations or affiliates. Welcome back to season two of Real Relationship Goals. I am one of your hosts and my name is Allie and I am the Prevention and Education Director at the Advocacy Center. And our question for our host this episode is, when was the last time you apologized? And I'm going to say the last time I apologized was every, every Tuesday night, I go to some friend's house and they have a three-year-old daughter. And I usually spend the evening like playing with her and engaging with her, giving her parents a little bit of a break. And she's just my best buddy. And so I was reading books with her. And she, usually I'm the one that reads because I'm the one that can read, but she was pretty insistent that she was reading. And so, and then we picked up a new book and I started reading and she just looked at me and said, no, I want to read. And it was like, I just kept ignoring her request that she wanted to read because, you know, I can actually read. And so I apologized to her. I said, I'm so sorry. I, I know that you are so smart and you can read and you it's your turn to read and it's not my turn to read. So that was the last time I apologized. My heart. <laughs> that was beautiful. Um, my name is Blythe. I'm a prevention educator. And the last time I apologize, at least as of this recording, um, was yesterday. I really tried to make some soup and it really didn't go very well and it did not, it didn't taste quite right. And I also burnt some toast and nearly set off the fire alarms and it was a whole fiasco. And in the kind of the midst of, I think, being also stressed over all of those things was a bit short with uh, my husband and a pal who's staying with us for a little bit. And so I had to apologize for both really screwing up the soup and the toast and then, um, yeah, just also not being the most kind in the midst of that. And my name is Katie, and I'm also a prevention educator, pronoun she, her. And I think I also, last time I apologize was yesterday, I was recorded another podcast with my sister. Uh, we have our own podcast, and she stopped me in the middle of it and was like, hey, you keep having me make all these decisions of like, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first whenever we, whenever we're talking? And... I, I want you to make a decision. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't realize that that's what I'd been doing. And so then she, I switched up my wording and I said, hey, would it be okay if I went first? And then she had the freedom of being like, actually, I want to go first or like giving the default of I was going to go. And so it was, it wasn't something that was huge, but it was something that I took accountability for. And the rest of the recording went really well. This week in relationships, we're talking about Kim Kardashian and Kanye West. I'd be pretty surprised if you haven't seen these two come up online in the last few months. They've been going through a very public and seemingly difficult separation. There's a lot we could get into here about things that have been said or done and whether they are healthy or unhealthy. 
but I'm going to talk specifically about the truckload of roses that Kanye sent to Kim on Valentine's Day. After they had each been publicly dating other people, and after Kanye had repeatedly berated Kim on Instagram, he sent a literal truck bed full of roses to her on Valentine's Day. This is a perfect example of an unhealthy behavior called love bombing. It often happens early in a relationship, but it can occur at any time. Love bombing happens when one person lavishes their partner with grand gestures, often gifts, to manipulate and gain the upper hand in the relationship or to make the person receiving the gift feel pressured to respond, which was perhaps the case with Kanye and Kim. This behavior is often associated with a cycle of abuse. Gifts and big gestures to show how much someone cares about you can be great and it can be fun, but make sure to be on the lookout if these things are happening in place of a real apology or if they're happening early on in a relationship. Okay, so my family has some really longtime family friends, you know, kind of like those people who you consider family, even though you're not like technically related. And I've known them literally my whole life. And one member of that family is a very, very good cook and specifically really good at barbecuing and smoking meat. And a lot of times when I'm visiting um, where I grew up, uh, my family and I go to their house for dinner. And I am uh, a vegetarian, so I don't eat meat. And sometimes I'm the only person at a gathering who doesn't eat meat, right? And not only that, but because my hometown is in a largely farming-centric state and community, uh, the idea of being a vegetarian or not eating meat is pretty foreign to everyone. Uh, A lot of people don't really understand why that's a choice I'm making. But whenever I'm going to be there, Our friend, along with all of the meat that he barbecues and smokes and spends all that time doing and is very good at, he always makes uh, a vegetarian Alfredo lasagna in in addition to whatever else he's cooked. And, you know, it would be much easier and much less time consuming for him to only make one kind of like main dish and assume that I can just eat the side dishes or whatever foods might not include meat, because that's what often happens, you know even, even in my own family. Um, but instead he acknowledges who I am and a thing that is important to me, even when it is more of an inconvenience, uh, to him. That's so beautiful. I love him. Um, <laughs> I, yeah. Wow. Allie, thanks for sharing that. So last week we, or last episode, we talked about belittling, which we defined as saying or doing something right to put someone down or to make them feel small, unimportant, inferior, or minimized. And so this week we're going to chat about what we propose as a healthy alternative to belittling, which is acknowledgement, kind of as Allie mentioned in her story. So acknowledgement, simply put, is seeing and honoring someone else's full humanity, right? So each of us, we have our own perspective. We have our own experiences that are influenced by our identities and by our life circumstances. And so what acknowledgement does is kind of take all of that into account. It looks like thinking of considering asking about and honoring another person's perspective and experience. And like Ali showcased in her story, this family friend of hers was taking into consideration the fact that Ali's a vegetarian and then acting upon that in the way that he treated her. So Allie, Katie, what else do we need to know about acknowledgement? 
Yeah. I think one of the biggest things that we might not realize right off the bat is, well, first it's really cool because it surrounds a lot of the things that we talk about here, but everything's kind of interconnected. And so acknowledgement is rooted in empathy, which we talked about last season. Be sure to check out that episode if you haven't already. And so because it's rooted in empathy, which is feeling with others, taking perspective of others and respect, treating people the way they want to be treated and acknowledging their humanity, we see how acknowledgement is such an important part of healthy relationships. And again, relationships are interactions between any two people. So these are partnerships. These are friendships. These are between a parent and a kid, a, a student and a teacher, all these things. Yeah. Acknowledgement happens between, like Katie was said, people in, in any type of relationship and it can happen. And I, I think something really lovely about acknowledgement is that it's one of the easiest things to engage with someone who you just like literally pass on the street. Mm. Right. I think often about acknowledgement when you might be like driving or stopped at a stoplight and there might be someone who like a person experiencing homelessness, perhaps who might be there and maybe asking for, for help in, in one way or another. And, you know, there's a lot of different ways that you can interact with, you can encounter that you can move through that situation. But one of the really easy ways to practice acknowledgement in a situation where you, you aren't going to maybe see that person ever again is looking them in the eye and maybe even waving. If, if that's the only thing you're going to do, like that is acknowledging and honoring someone's full humanity. And so I think that's one really beautiful thing about acknowledgement is that it can happen at relationship at every level. You know, some of these uh, healthy characteristics that we're talking about, it's it or unhealthy. It can be hard to engage with someone that you're not in necessarily like a consistent relationship with, but acknowledging someone's humanity is practically pretty easy. Now it can be more difficult, like as you get in the weeds of it, but I just wanted to kind of mention that really quickly. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And I think another thing that goes along with this, which we've talked about in previous episodes this season is curiosity and curiosity can be an opposite to belittling as well, because in belittling, we tend to jump into judgment or condemnation, you know, like, ew, your lunch smells really weird. Or like, what is that? Or something like that. And with acknowledgement, we can honor and be respectfully curious about other people's lives and experiences. So instead asking questions of like, oh, look, I've never seen something like that before. Would you mind like sharing with me what that is? That's acknowledging in a way that's respectful. And again, like grounded in empathy of like, okay, like if I was in their situation, how would I want someone to approach me about this thing that they might not be familiar with? Because it's really easy to just react, but it takes a lot more work to just to respond instead. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was just thinking about how, like, we could have said that the opposite of belittling is like kindness or like, like being nice to people, which is great. Please do that. <laughs> Be kind mm-hmm. to the people in your life. But I think in, I don't know, a way, and I'm just thinking off the top of my head here, but like acknowledgement just kind of takes that a step further of how can I not just say nice things to someone as opposed to saying mean, mean things to someone, but instead like, how can I really engage with this person as who they are based on what their experiences are, how they're wired and really seek to just like love them well, wherever they're at um, in any stage of their life. 
Yeah. As we've been talking about this, and this is maybe a little bit going off course, but I've been thinking about how acknowledgement also relates really closely to like stereotypes, Mm -hmm. which is also something we talked about in the first season, which is sort of giving like a blanket uh, list of characteristics or actions or beliefs to people based on some part of their identity without, without knowing them. Right. And so acknowledgement is also sort of an opposite of stereotyping mm. um, because it is being intentional and learning about who a person is and then honoring that, like we've said, and thinking about their perspectives and experiences and not just saying, oh, you are female, so you're, you must be like this, or you are white, so you must be like this, you know? So I, I was just thinking about that as we were talking and, and thinking about how interconnected acknowledgement is in, in the work that we do and and in healthy relationships very broadly. Mm -hmm. Something, I don't know, that might be helpful to add. We just used the phrase, I think several times this episode of like honoring someone's humanity. Mm -hmm. And I think that like, maybe we kind of all have assumptions about what that means. (laughs) This might be throwing us too off of the loop, but like, how would y'all like briefly explain like what that actually means, like to honor someone's humanity if we're saying that that is so core and central to what acknowledgement is. Yeah. I think for me, if we're just talking about the way that we individually define it, then I would say for me, it is acknowledging essentially like the soul within another human being. So putting aside whatever shame, anger, or fear has made this person to be and acknowledging their actual selves rather than the selves that we might put on to protect ourselves. Because, you know, we're all going through the world with different experiences and and sometimes that hurts us and we respond with fear, anger, or shame. And so I think it's getting to the root of who they actually are without those things put on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's good. And I, I think for sure that, and I think that for my own like sort of definition or how I kind of engage it daily, I think is just really actually here's an example. So we just kind of got out of the the Christmas holiday season. And it's a time when lots of people put like lights and stuff on their house. And I love seeing Christmas lights on houses, not because I think it's like necessarily aesthetically or visually beautiful, though some are, but I love the humanity of it. I love thinking about each individual house and thinking like this person thought this was was lovely or was a way to celebrate, or like maybe they have kids that live in that house and they were like trying to do a fun thing for their kids and their kids picked out these multicolored lights and and, and wanted to put them in the tree and on the fence and all the places and have a blow up thing in their yard, you know? And so I think for me, when I think about, you know, acknowledging someone's humanity or honoring someone's humanity, it's really taking time, um, which is connected, of course, to what Katie said, but taking time to like make that person a human to, Mm. you know, attribute characteristics to, to a person. Um, I think that really, you know, there's research around like when you name a thing, be it an animal, a plant, something like that, then we automatically become more like sympathetic and empathetic about that thing, whatever it is. And so I think that there's um, that's kind of like a sort of what I'm doing. Sorry. That was very long. No, it's good. And all that, especially important in such a digital age, right. When we interact a lot of times with people across, um, different forms of media or things like that too. So, and with that, I have our relationship goal for this week. Get excited. 
So this week, our relationship goal, hashtag goals, is how can you show empathy this week and connect with others? What would it mean to acknowledge others' experiences and honor them? And maybe even, you know, brainstorm, what does it look like for you to honor other people's humanity and figure out what that means for you and how it impacts how you walk throughout the world? Because I think when we put, like Ali said, when we put words to that, it really impacts how we behave and how we act and you might see real difference. So let us know how it goes. I love that. For a recommendation for the week, I have a book. I realized I should have looked, made sure I knew how I was pronouncing this right. So please forgive me if I'm mispronouncing the title. That's going to be my project after, <laughs> after recording this. It's a book called The Hundred Wells of Saliga by Aisha Haruna Atta. It's about pre-colonial Ghana and it focuses on two different women. And I love how it's like one chapter, it's about one woman and the next chapter is about another one. It just goes back and forth and it's just beautifully written. And I don't want to give too many spoilers, but go to your library. Like we mentioned earlier in this episode, get the book and then read it and then tell us if you like it because it's beautiful. Thank you, Bly. And thank you all for listening today. Make sure to tune in next week. Make sure to Follow our Instagram at ACCVC underscore prevention, rate, review, subscribe, share this podcast, and remember to keep us number one in your hearts by making us number one on the charts. See y'all next time. Thanks so much for tuning in to Real Relationship Goals. This episode was produced by the Prevention and Education Department of the Advocacy Center for Crime Victims and Children in Waco, Texas. You can follow us on Instagram at ACCVC underscore prevention. See you next time.